Welcome everybody to the 35th episode of Indian Diaspora podcast. Last episode we talked about starting our hostel life. For most of us we were stepping away from home for the first time, meeting new folks across the country and figuring out you know the roommates we need to make and the wingmates we need to make to hang out with. I think by the time we reached second year we had already spanned our friendship across not just in the same hostel but in the department in the various uh, groups and societies we had chakan cults we have sports and then for me i had some just random group of mtex that i used to hang out with and uh, beginning of uh, our third year i think that's when the dynamics was pretty much setting in and today we want to talk a little bit about the life after second year in a way that uh, we made some friendships some of them have lasted even till now and three of you guys were wingmates so i see that happening here too so i want to start with that and sashi you had mentioned another topic and uh, i want to let you bring it out too so so start with actually vijay vijay because you came late so for you the dynamics was slightly different than the three of us Yeah I think uh, coming late was a little weird in the beginning I think it all settled down after a few months but it was very strange to walk into a hostel where all my batchmates had already settled in uh, knew each other knew the seniors and I was coming in sort of fresh <laughs> to make all the uh, connections uh, so it was just not me it was interesting in our batch we had one other uh, student mirza beg two of us both were sick when the semester had started and both showed up late so the two of us had this uh, uh, special time for a few weeks where we were uh, sort of getting to know everybody but had our own little uh, ragging period <laughs> if you want to call it um, where uh, even people from our batch sometimes would have fun with us saying do you know my name and i'm like no because <laughs> you have no idea who's the senior who's not but once we settled in and started forming our connections uh starting to make our wings as you said so first year we finally ended up finding the people we would uh spend the next 3 years next to in the hostel and then we got into our first wing and then there was also the notion of moving wings later in the third year and fourth year moving to a different part of the hostel uh you know because we all had sections of the hostel that we really liked uh sometimes it might be because it was you know face the sun or had better breeze or was higher up in the building so there was that kind of stuff also going on and we ended up in uh, i think we were in c block on the uh, i don't remember we were on the west side so we ended up in the location that we kind of spent the next couple of years after that um connections wise you're right it was definitely hostel oriented we obviously had our closest connections in the hostel but we also had some uh, close connections in other halls simply because of the department connection so i was in mechanical engineering um and the as we spent more time with our friends in classes etc we started getting close to some of them so you probably know uh, people named nitin etc who were in other halls so patel hall i used to go quite a bit which was just close to our hostel i used to go there quite often to meet up with uh, my friends there and uh, we would all sort of you know when there were inter hostel rivalries and things of that nature it used to get real fun because you're friends with somebody but then you're putting on this persona of okay now my hostel is your rival and so all the trash talking and all used to be a lot of fun so yeah i think over the four years we definitely created the closest connection in the hostel but i do have some friends 
with whom I've stayed in touch afterwards because we spent so much time together studying and stuff like that. So, so that is pretty interesting. And I'm going to a little bit mention that about me too later. But uh, I, I actually wanted to get to Shashi and Vishwas in a way that since you arrived late, how, how do you guys cross paths with each other? So, Shashi. Uh, I mean, I think I met Vijay and actually I, I had forgotten Vijay that you, uh, you know, that Mirza arrived late as well. I think, I mean, I met you guys like within the day or two of you arriving. I mean, just the whole um, novelty of somebody else arriving late was uh, something unusual for us. Uh, <clears throat> And, you know, I, I don't recall quite what, how we sort of um, sat out each, with each other in the beginning. But, you know, I think we got friendly fairly quickly. You know, um, the point that Vijay was making that in addition to your hall dynamics, you start to discover other dynamics about your department and other uh, extracurricular activities and all that. I think that is probably true of most of us. Um, and that's where you start to find... Um, that you know, you're, you, it's almost like a sort of uh, overlapping Venn diagrams where there is the hall, which is a very strong dynamic, but then people are pursuing other interests uh, and finding sort of other connections with people in other hostels, other departments, um, you know, across batches and all that. And I think again, you know, we talked last time about the sense of isolation that we had in Kharagpur, just being a small town away from a, any major towns. All of those connections became quite intense. So. You know, in my third and fourth year, for example, you know, we were running uh, Spik McKay, which is the Society for Promotion of Indian Classical Music and Culture Amongst Youth. That's the full name of the, of the activity of the organization. Uh, you know, that became a pretty full on activity, you know, arranging concerts, you know, going out to other places and finding these artists who were willing to come in, like, you know, nationally renowned artists who were willing to come and perform uh, classical dance or music in Kharagpur. Um, you know, that's it requires a fairly serious, fairly serious time commitment. And there's a very small community of people who are interested in that kind of activity with whom I had very strong links. So, you know, the great thing about being in that campus was exactly this, that it allowed you to pursue other interests. And frankly, you know, my own wingmates were not very much interested in any of this activity, but it didn't matter. So that was kind of my experience. Neeraj. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. And, uh, I, I saw that happening in uh, my own sphere too. So, so Vishwas, how about you? Uh, well, on the question of uh, meeting Vijay, I my memory is a bit hazy, but I remember uh, meeting him first time in the the mess. I think for dinner time, he was uh, uh, he was sitting next to me. And uh, then uh, my next memory is that uh, he used to spend uh, uh, some amount of time in uh, in the room with me and uh, Ram Mohan, who was my my roommate at that time. So so somehow uh, we build a connect around them. Uh, as far as uh, uh, the dynamics of uh, you know making other connections is concerned, it was uh, like uh, Vijay said, you know the first. Uh, uh, set of connections are in the hostel, and uh, my department was the same as Vijay's mechanical. We had a smaller branch manufacturing, which was part of the mechanical department. So we had a lot of subjects common with mechanical uh, in the second year. Basically, the second year was common, and then uh, after that, also a lot of subjects are common. And then we had a small group of eleven people in manufacturing that gave us a opportunity to form deeper connects with fewer people 
and and that was uh, primarily the three dimensions uh, of uh, the connections that i made so the, that is pretty interesting because the, there were two departments that Kharagpur had initiated around that time. One was manufacturing and other was energy. And energy was probably the smallest one. They had, I think, only four people, but they were part of an uh, uh, electrical engineering group. So so that was the probably the neat thing, cool thing. Uh, so Shashi, what you were mentioning earlier, when I came in my first two years, my wingmates tended to be around... The fact that I did not speak English well. Actually, I did not speak English at all back then. Although, you know, you take an exam, you take classes in central school system, KV system, and you give a test even for some of the engineering colleges. My English was already so poor back then. So, so my group was kind of built around the people who were in the similar buckets. They had come from the parts of India, but not that, that wasn't it. Over the time, thanks to Raji Totlani, I picked up English. Joy Sina was another guy who helped me out. But then group became around activities. And our group was the one that had no activity. <laughs> so if you say, what was your activity? It was no activity. And uh, we were just chilling guys. And uh, Ajay Pratap and I stayed roommates for, roommates for four entire four years. And mostly because he and I connected in a way that did not require a sock cult or music or any kind of sports. He just, he and I just went out back to the railway tracks and chilled over there. So, so, so the, the, the separation of Kharagpur from Metro city and, uh, and that kind of worked out in our favor that way. But then another group we made, I made was within my own department of mining engineering, mainly because we started doing training at the end of the second year. No other engineering department started training at the end of second year. If they did, it was voluntary. But for us, it was mandatory. And we started doing road trips, even in third years. Uh, we went to the coal mines. We went to the, an explosive factory, IEL. And that, for us, also started a bonding among department mates more than any other departments I had known or seen. So, so we still have a mining uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, we have a one that's for 93 specific and that's and one that's across all the batches and similar themes, similar stories. So for us, for me, that was the different experience. Though my wingmates, I had only one mining guy, um, the other one was staying in a different wing. I had more civil engineers and electrical engineers in my wing, but you're right. The... The group formed not because we had a common activity. Our group formed because we had no common activity. <laughs> so if you take that way. Anyway, so kind of moving on, you brought a topic and that was also a good dynamics. And that was another reason for me to have my wing, which was bicycles. So Shashi, you want to start on bicycles being a transport expert? Well, I'm not sure this is about being a transport expert as such, but, you know, look, <clears throat> The Kharagpur campus was small enough that it could be walked, but big enough that actually walking used to take too much time and being on a bicycle was much faster. And especially if you're running between classes and between the, uh, the, the classrooms and back to your hostel for lunch or whatever it is, being on a bicycle was definitely much faster. So pretty much the entire campus was on bicycles. And actually, if you remember back in those days, most of the faculty were also on bicycles. You know, there were very few people who were on scooters or motorcycles or, you know, even rarer on cars. 
So the campus dynamic was very much about bicycles, right? And uh, one of the first things that you did when you got to the campus is you went off into uh, Gold Bazaar or whatever it is and, and bought your uh, bicycle. So I think all of us had that. But then, you know, after a while, you start discovering these people who um, have either lost their bicycle, got it stolen, got it broken, didn't, didn't get it fixed, whatever it is. So these were the perpetual sort of pillion riders, the dubs, you know, what we call the double riding dubs. dubs. Um, and these guys would always be in campus or in the hostel, sort of looking out for somebody who would take, give them a ride. And most of the time, people were very graceful and gave them a ride as well. Our class, there's one girl whose bicycle was always broken. And there was always this question of who was going to be chivalrous about giving her a ride. So there was that dynamic as well. But it's, um, you know, when I look back at it now, uh, you know, that atmosphere of everybody being a, on a bicycle as a, you know, it's a great leveling tool, including the faculty. Um, it's something that, you know, we aspire now for big cities to have. But that is actually a very beautiful dynamic that we had. Um, and the whole thing about, you know, your, your cycle stand and, you know, where, where in the cycle stand you get given a number. Remember, all of our bicycles used to have a number at the back which was the stand yep. number in Ashok Dhar's cycle yep. stand. So, you know, I mean, I think I have personally, you know, I mean, I've, I've now spent 20 years working in transport, but I have very pleasant memories of just how um, wonderful um, and how equalizing and also how environmentally friendly that whole atmosphere was. And yeah, so so one of the things about bicycle was that uh, when Ajay Pratap and my bike were stolen together uh, sometime in third year, I made a mistake. When I filed the police report, I actually gave the bike number. There was a, you know, just like the cars have win number, bikes had a number. So I gave that exact number to the to the local police station, which was across Insti. And sometime in like a few months, they recovered multiple bikes. Because I had given my exact bike number, I could not find my bike. So I was not given a bike. But Ajit Pratap just went and said like, yeah, that's my bike and walked away with that bike. And then he gave that bike to me because he had already bought a second, another bike before that. How interesting. Uh, but then, because he was in aerospace, which was past mining department, he used to give me the rides all the time. And we would kind of uh, schedule our plan like, hey, when are you going to go back for lunch? Okay, pick me up on the way. And he would actually park the bike around mining department and walk from mining to aerospace so that I would be waiting for him, <laughs> sort of his date, on his way back to Asadol. So that's another dynamic because of aerospace was on the side of mining. And whereas for you guys, agriculture was almost like off campus, right? Yeah, you guys were on the... I mean, so, I mean for so, me, you know, being in the agricultural engineering department, you had to have a bicycle because that was much further away. But Neeraj, before you bring in Vishwas and, and Vijay, can I just ask a question which I think all sure. of us should reflect on, you know? So when we went back for our reunion, so we'd been out of campus for 25 years, yep. there was this whole dynamic again about, oh, you know, we need to go to Tech Bazaar, where are the bicycles, right? Yeah. And actually, that's the point where you realize the campus wasn't all that big. Yeah. I don't know whether you guys felt it, yeah. but the campus was not all that big in the end, really. We, 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 you're right. So we walked, uh, uh, during the reunion, we walked all over except for like going to Nalanda, which is further away from the your agriculture department but you're right so so the so we were talking about the dynamics right so bicycle was another dynamics in terms of you were sharing rights with specific people because you knew they were going to go to your side of the campus at what time so you made those uh, special friendships also and Vijay you were mentioning uh, a cool thing about you being the uh, taking the advantage of that system yeah i guess you, if you had a well maintained bike then you were in demand 
So, uh, I also had many occasions where the person who needed the ride was actually doing the powering of the bike. I would just sit on the bike and say, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, hey, if you, if you want to get to, get to school uh, and you want a ride, you can also give me a ride. So, I had many situations where I gave rides, but many situations where you know, I just sat on my bike and somebody else rode it to the, to the campus. So, that was quite funny. But yeah, having... having uh, a bike was, you know, in the beginning, everybody, I think, started with a bike. And then I don't know what used to happen. Either people lost their bikes or they broke down or, but, you know, halfway through my time there, it was funny to see, like, people were just like, okay, I need a ride. Somebody help me. So uh, uh, no, I think there was a, because uh, Kharagpur was such a bike-heavy town. And even in U.S., the suburbs and schools that are bike-heavy, the theft of bike is a big issue, right? Back in Virginia Tech, we had bikes too, and they used to get stolen pretty frequently because you would just put a simple lock outside, and those locks were easy to snap. And back in India, we didn't even have strong locks. We had like a small, tiny bit of lock that bank that was on the rear wheel under the carrier, right? So, so it was not the strongest security ever, and bikes were commodity so they were easy to steal and take it to the local people and sell it over there for a few hundred bucks so i think the theft was a very pervasive over there and that caused us to uh, share rides so uh, but at the same time uh, what i noticed was that there was a group that was walking into heavy into walking so they would be walking uh, all over the place so being small campus again not too small it was an advantage to have such mode of uh, transportation. Uh, Vishwas, what about you? Did you have a bike or did you walk or dubs? What was your situation? Yeah, I had a bike and I was lucky enough to not have my bike stolen throughout the four years. So I had my bike and it was well maintained by Ashoka uh, throughout the four years that I was there. And uh, to your point, yes, uh, uh, Shashi, I, I was there in the reunion and, and you know, when we were, wa- and we were walking around uh, during that reunion and, and somehow the, the turns that we expected uh, came earlier uh, than we would expect. So the, 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 the campus did appear smaller than, uh, than, than I remembered it. And I suppose, you know, memories are... Uh, of that time are maybe bigger, better, brighter than of things that they really are. And uh, this is probably part of that. But one thing that I was thinking of uh, when, uh, when we were talking about all this is that uh, one underlying theme that we've probably not talked about that emerges as a constant thread between all of these stories is the extreme parsimony of our lives over there. There's so much cost control and cost consciousness. I mean, a lot of the people who lost their bikes could have easily afforded one. Their families could have easily afforded one. They just did not buy for because there was this mindset uh, that everyone used to have of uh, extreme amount of, uh, uh, you know, cost control and and uh, reduce expenses and living a very, very uh, sparse life over there, which was probably... Uh, a welcome part of that culture. Well, there's also a, 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 a money allocation problem there, Vishwas, because uh, as you got into second year, third year, fourth year, you found other ways to spend your money. It's quite funny because I remember, um, I think one of our buddies ended up selling his bike so all of us could go and have a big meal at Baldi's, right? So at the restaurant outside campus. 
when we were leaving around that time. So it was all about hey, what else could you do with that money rather than just have a bike? Yeah, I can hitch a ride so I can do other things. You know, we all were also on a pretty tight budget with uh, with food. You know, our mess food was uh, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. So you always wanted to keep some money in your pocket to be able to go outside and eat in some of the restaurants on campus. So I guess that's really where it ended up. You know, hey, I'll, I'll use my money for other things. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the, the dynamics of... <clears throat> Some people sold off their bikes to do funny things. <clears throat> Let's not go into that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, I think it's a fact that the, the whole culture of the place uh, was extremely frugal. I mean, there was nothing on which you could splurge anyway. Uh, I mean, the whole definition of splurging was very different. You know, going out for a meal in the evening, uh, at, you know, even, at, even if you went to Waldi's, you know, Waldorf was like the, uh, the more expensive place. The meals used to cost like 15 or 20 rupees. It wasn't that big a deal. Going off to Sahara was like, you know, the meal was like 10 rupees. These were not big amounts of money, but the culture, I mean, the whole spirit of the place was one of extreme frugality. And, and, and I'll agree to that. So, so for me, um, the other expense, there were two extra expenses back in uh, Kharagpur that were uncommon. I uh, know actually one of them was common, uh, which was monthly beer, right? So I have to have one with Ajay Pratap and nobody in my wing was drinking. The other was buying cassettes. So this is, the CDs had not arrived yet. They were just arriving in our final year, but I used to buy the Hindi song cassettes and they were HMV. Uh, the T-series had just started dominating market. So I would go and buy HMV and T-series alternate months and over the four years in Kharagpur, I had amassed about 40, 50 cassettes of uh, Hindi songs, the old Hindi songs, very few new ones. And back then, the cassettes were like 30, 35 rupees. So if I'm spending 70 rupees a month on that and maybe 100 rupees on a beer, that 170 rupees was not big amount if you think from now. But back then, it was a budget exercise, right? Hey, what are we going to do? Or am I going to do to save this 170 bucks for this monthly splurging if you say so yeah you're right but i didn't sell my bike off now that's an idea why i that didn't come to me i don't know but yeah i could have done that too at the end uh, since my bike was borrowed from ajay i gave it back to him and i think he sold it to some junior incoming uh incoming batch i don't remember much but splurging was not a event for us just hanging out in tech bazaar and drinking even a nimbu chai a lemon tea that was what, two rupees or five rupees? I don't think it was five rupees. That was a kind of uh, spending habit. But that also brings in the, you know, the, 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 we're talking about how did we make long-term gangs over there. These activities were one of the other reasons besides hall that you would go out in Gold Bajar or Tech Bajar and you would find some few more people that didn't belong to your hall or department were hanging out there too. So, so that was one of the another reason I started hanging out with some of the M techs that they would be always sitting in tech bazaar drinking their limbu chai or whatever, and started talking to them. Turns out they were actually very nice people, and I spent considerable time in uh, JCB Hall back then. JCB and BC Roy were postgraduate halls, and Azad had very few postgraduates, or if it had any, those were the ones that continued from their bachelor's into masters. But uh, towards the third year, I actually made significant uh, friends among PG groups. Did you guys have any experience with the PG groups in back in Kharagpur? 
Yeah, the only the only experience I had was with the uh, you know we had the PG in our wing, Parlimuttu. Uh, but otherwise, we didn't. I didn't really spend a lot of time hanging out with uh, postgraduates. It was interesting. There was a uh, I did have some experience uh, interacting with some of the uh, uh, officers who were in the neighboring Air Force base. It was it five to ten kilometers away, and uh, I got introduced to some of them through my army and that was the Salwa Salwa radar base, right? Yeah, I, maybe it was Salwa, or maybe this was even something closer. But it's yeah. it's if you get get to know a couple of those officers, it's fun because you know they have jobs and they have money and they take you out for dinner and stuff like that. So that was another interesting. Uh, uh, besides outside campus, some associations I had, which was uh, quite fun. They put you on a motorcycle and take they take you there and spend the evening, have dinner, and come back. But you know, I mean, Vijay, now that you mention it, you know, one of the things that we did, I think you were part of this as well. Probably in our first year, we had a very long bike ride when we went past Salwa, organized by Shelu Verma. Uh, and it was interesting because you know, it rained very hard on the way back. So we, were all, we all got sort of soaked in the, I think it was February, it was reasonably cold and we all got soaked. But it was interesting. So there was this big military base called Salwa, which was a radar listening station covering all of the Bay of Bengal. And um, I think when we were going out, you could see these massive radar dishes. Like, I mean, these things were probably 20, 30 meters high. And coming back, you had no sign of them. So these things were retractable. Um, and, uh, you know, when they were retracted, you could not see any sign of them from the street at all. Um, so, you know, there was presence of that kind of activity, very, very sparse activity of that kind around the campus. And most of the time, you could live your life completely oblivious to the fact that these things were around you. The one thing that you were not oblivious to is the Kalaikonda Air Force Base, because those guys used to take off in their mirages and go supersonic right above the campus. Yeah, so uh, su surprisingly, I don't have the memory of dishes of Salua. I've gone to Salua, and there's, there was a bazaar near that. There was a market near that. So we had gone to the market near that. And it was a good five, seven kilometer ride off the campus because, and there was no direct way. You had to go away from campus and then further away. So, so I somehow don't have the memory of dishes, but I have memory of going to Salua on bicycle pretty far away. Uh, along that line, you know, one of the things uh, I noticed was that in, in among PG groups, you know, there was much more. Uh, the, the way we formed our groups in Kharagpur, whether it was based on department or hall, I somehow did not find that among PG groups. And they used to always ask me, like, what's so special about you guys fighting for Azad Hall versus Patel Hall or RK versus Azad Hall? And it, that was like, I, I did not really find that sort of uh, enthusiasm among them. And maybe they were in the Kharagpur for less than a year and they did not find that bond. But then asking them, they did not have the same bond back then for their own hostels from the undergraduate days. So when the movie Chichore came out, we all remember Chichore, right? The IID Bombay Hall 3 versus Hall 4 story. And I was trying to explain that to some of the friends, and they did not really follow that. Now, did you find that, that when you meet friends from other colleges, do you have that similar feeling? I, I think that might have been specific to those people I met. But no, always I, I think, uh, you know, from, from my friends in IIT Bombay and IIT Delhi, there was definitely a hall spirit in those hostels, so, in those IITs as well. IITs right? were built around the hall campus, uh, hall, sorry, culture. But, but, you know, I mean, your point about the fact that the postgraduates didn't have the same spirit, I mean, that's absolutely true, partly because they were there for a shorter period. They didn't go through that whole process of inculcation into the hall and all that. And partly because, you know, they were busy. I mean, we had 
to be fair, you know, we had a lot of spare time. They were on a compressed course. Uh, they were kept very busy. Um, and, they, you know, many of them had families. So, you know, there were a lot of other things going on as well. Um, so, you know, it's very difficult to have that halt spirit when you've got too many other engagements to deal with. Yeah, and some of them were even married, right? I think uh, some of the PGs uh, had families also. I think I remember there being hostels where uh, they, they used to live. But I think getting back into so the idea of uh, things to do, we did a lot outside the hostel too. In fact, some of the memories and some of the relationships are from all these activities. I don't know how much you guys were involved, and I know Shashi, you were to some extent, but uh, things like Spring Fest, right? So the annual festival for the for IIT Kharagpur, you know, a lot of colleges in India would have their festivals. We had Spring Fest in, in late January timeframe when all the colleges would come and we would have all these competitions, you know, debating, rock music, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And I kind of got into that around my second or maybe third year is when I really got into Spring Fest. And that opened up a whole new world of uh, people and relationships. I was yeah. responsible for the food group. Like I was in a volunteer and then in, I think my final year I was the head of food basically making sure everybody got fed during that uh, during that festival and it was a that's where i met some very interesting people from other hostels and i think the other thing that happened is uh meeting some interesting people from other batches right so not just inside our hostel i'm sure we can recount all the amazing uh, relationships we built with some of our seniors who mentored us and took us under their wing also some of the juniors who came after us who we got very close to and i think all of us have stories there but things like Springfest were also a great place to meet some very inspirational, you know, because people who would volunteer for those kinds of things were generally like to organize things and tended to have a personality. So I met a lot of really interesting people through those kinds of activities too. Yeah, so Vijay, I was very involved in Springfest right from my first year. And, uh, and you're right. I think, you know, Springfest was an experience by itself. Uh, so I was always on the sort of welcome committee for, I mean, I think the first and second year I was on the welcome committee for the participants coming from other places. And then third and fourth year, I was on the welcome committee for artists. Um, and third and fourth year, I was like the deputy head and head for welcoming all the artists. And, you, know, you get to meet some very, very interesting people. Um, you know, I mean, the students from other colleges were interesting in their own way. And actually being uh, there for them was an interesting thing, you know, ma making them feel welcome into our campus. But these artists, you know, they're nationally renowned artists, you know, many of them internationally renowned. Uh, and you get to hang out with them, get to hear their stories, get to hear, you know, what their life looks like and all that. And that was quite a fun experience. But, you know, talking about Springfest, so I think it was my first year, there was a team coming from Delhi and they were coming by Utkal Express and this train used to be hopelessly late. So we got some message saying that Utkal Express was going to show up at three in the morning. So I went there and it turned out it was the Utkal Express from the following day. So the one that I was supposed to be going for was 36 hours late. Um, it's supposed to arrive in the afternoon. It was arriving in the morning. And I, I have not yet been able to figure out, it's been 30 years, 35 years, I've still not been able to figure out how this train overtook the train from the day before. Because the train from the day before and arrived you later. <laughs> I, I still can't figure it out. Now, I think, I think the answer is that the two, the, the Utkal Express was called the same train, but on different days, it followed different routes. And one of them was a slightly longer route or whatever, something of that kind. I think that is the answer, but yeah. I've never quite confirmed it. Yeah, Nilachal also had the same thing. One was Illabad and the other was Lucknow. And yeah, so, so, so but Nilachal, you know, yeah. at, at, least, at least it had different train numbers. It was called Puri Express and Nilachal Express on different days. Yeah, and and both of them reached two of them reached the same day the next time. But but, but that is very interesting. So you're talking about spring uh, spring fest.
right? So I was involved in the first year of the Spring Fest, and it was pretty interesting because in first year I wanted to do everything, but over the time um, I was not involved in any committee and all that uh, in the Spring Fest. But I did attend Spring Fest, uh, and it was pretty interesting concept. Maybe in one of the episodes we need to talk about that and bring some of our batchmates that were seriously involved with this, uh, like Rakesh and Bhaskar and all those guys, so we can talk about Spring Fest too. Um, that was the whole campus together, regardless of the year department or the hall. Yeah, I think the other other aspect of that was the gymkhana, right? So uh, Springfest was basically organized out of the out of the student body at the gymkhana, which was where a lot of the uh, activities for inter-hall competitions, as well as other, there were also these other competitions called open IIT competitions, which was just anybody could come without affiliation to hostel and just perform. And, you know, they, they would run the, the social and cultural trophy as well as the sports trophy across the campus. So the Gymkhana was a very busy place. I never got that engaged with Gymkhana, but I know some other people were very, very engaged. And that's where some of the you know, people with political aspirations uh, found, their, found their talents and, you know, became good at uh, public speaking or representing students and stuff like that. Uh, so you guys, uh, what are your experiences, Jim Khanna? I didn't, I didn't do as much with them except for the Springfest piece, but I know that that was a place where a lot of people spent a lot of time uh, outside their academics. I mean, look, you know, I used to, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't say I was very involved, but I was a little bit involved in the Jim Khanna. I think, you know, when you say political aspirations, so Gymkhana itself was just a place where a range of social and cultural activities and to, and to an extent some sports activities were being coordinated, right? The people with political aspirations were into writing. You know, we had the, um, the campus magazine and they were writing for that. And that's where, you know, if you look at uh, people like Raj Kamal Jha, who's now the editor of the Indian Express, very active, very active in writing for the campus magazine and all that. And that's where the writing career really took off. And there were many of his kind. Um, and then like there were debating societies. Now, most of the people from debating societies never went on to um, you know, political careers. You, you know, we had a few in our batch in our hostel as well. Um, but it is interesting that the uh, campus provided the avenue for doing things of this kind. But you know, when you're talking about politics, you should, you know, we should also keep in mind that there was a very strong um, sort of anti-government, anti-establishment sort of movement on the campus. You know, we used, we used to sort of confuse them with being communists, but they were, I mean, they were sort of allied to communist parties. Um, and in fact, there were people on campus who were going out protesting against India's missile tests in Chandipur and all that. So there was actually that activity as well. Maybe not very visible to all of us, but it was definitely there on the campus. And and Vijay, so I, I really got involved into the gymkhana after first year. Uh, I tried to get involved towards my final year, but but uh, somehow uh, my friendship did not evolve in or around uh, you know student gymkhana. So for me, uh, that dynamics is kind of missing. I was, uh, as I said, towards the final years, I was a little bit involved, but not enough to decide my first three years over there. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, some of those friendships carried on even now. Uh, but uh, we were talking about, as we were talking about dorm life, in my wing, there was nobody who was into TSG activities at all. So never had that opportunity to to test that out other than the Spring Fest first year and a little bit of activity towards the end of final year. Vishwas, you've been quiet for a while. Yeah, so not much uh, 
uh, on the gym khana side that was a vishwas was a quiet guy even back then in those days neeraj just to be clear <laughs> yeah so i uh, i was uh, i spent more time uh, uh, in the room than outside i suppose uh, uh, when uh, a lot of uh, my other wingmates were outside and more active uh but uh, uh, we had uh, a small group of uh, like minded uh, people more more of the introvert uh, uh, type so for example navneet singh was uh, one of them a person from my department in manufacturing and uh, uh another one was uh, may perhaps not so quiet but uh, was also in our group vishal bansal uh who is uh, uh now serving uh with the police force in, Raj- in Rajasthan so uh a, a, a sort of a different dynamic uh, of more of people who sort of enjoyed each other's company uh some of them introverts as part of the smaller department that was more of a dynamic at play in my case yeah and again i'm sure at least to some extent uh some of the meeting spots were similar so maybe this is a, a good time to uh i think one of our, i think shashi you might maybe you mentioned sahara restaurant etc but there was these places on campus where you would hang out for hours just drinking tea or uh, uh eating a sandwich or something like that uh, i still remember fondly the butter toasts that you used to get at this place called gopals just on the way to technology market where it was literally just a, a toasted uh almost like a a bun like a long hoagie bun opened up toasted with uh lots of butter and sugar on it and it was something that i used to look forward to but the number of hours while away with friends uh, what are your good memories of locations and and things of that nature well i mean there were not that many to start off with so i mean we can count them out fairly easily so on our side uh of the campus you know the old campus there was gopals of course which was um a thing uh tech market was always a thing but harris you know which is kind of in between the campus uh, the sort of residential campus and the university campus and especially harris was definitely on the way back from the agricultural engineering department so uh, a lot of my friends my uh, agricultural engineering classmates would hang out in there in the evenings and they had this chai and this uh, what they used to call in you know in very bengali accent bhat chop uh, vegetable chops which is basically sort of full of um of beetroot and that was the evening thing you know a, a glass of tea there's tea was always served in glasses and this bhat chop um, that was the hari singh in the evening and that was quite common now people on the new campus you know this was not an experience that we ever got into too much but people on the new campus were into chedis because that was kind of on their side of the campus and chedis is a total institution um you know there are facebook pages dedicated to chedis and all that stuff as well and neeraj i think you might know a little bit more about that so uh, surprisingly no no so for me it's a it's a trivia that i never went to chedis in my four years of kharagpur never and not that because i did not want to it was like a different part of the campus in the midnight people are going out like from the architecture team and they were going mining had no culture of working past midnight department. there was nothing in the department to work after midnight or late hours so for us it was mostly in the hall and if i was in hall we were hanging out in our hall with goradas chai and all that so there was no reason for us to walk across the campus 
go outside the campus for anything because we had a canteen in Burada over there. So never stayed. But the Harris was a, a subculture in the evenings where we would hang out. But even for me, Harris was on the other side of the campus because mining was on the outside, right? So, so those things did not develop in, in, in my group. A uh, little bit of Gopal within Pan campus when those, he was moved outside towards the BC Roy, yeah, that continued. But that did not happen for me. Um, and I was not a big fan of eating out back then even. So Waldies was one thing. And uh, there was another one, Dukes. And we would go to Waldies and Dukes and Far East a little bit. But Waldies and Dukes was my eating outside joints uh, back in Kharagpur. Uh, but talking about Chedis, yes, you're right. Chedis was an entire subculture. And I think we might want to bring experts who did use that, people from architecture department or, or people from uh, RKRP Hall that you call New Campus. But th that's, a, that's a very interesting, uh, that was an interesting concept. I, I, I just leave it at that. <laughs> So, so guys, I, I know we've talked about all the fun times and the, uh, you know, basically we've talked about the socialization piece of how we met people and uh, created relationships. But did you, uh, all of you in your own ways, experience some sort of uh, discrete point in time or over the four years, like a mental transition where something changed, right? You kind of come to campus, you're still coming out of high school, you're, uh, you know, I guess some of us were leaving home for the first time, so maybe there was this newfound freedom. I'm sure we all explored it. Uh, and But then we kind of had to figure out our place in the world and what we we're going to do next. How did, how did that work out and how did the influence of others play out in this as we all, all of you sort of figured out where you were going next and what you were doing? I'm sure there was some of that going on too, right? So, Vijay, I think, um, you know, one of the biggest things that you've got to start grappling with at some point is what happens after IIT, right? Um, and, you know, whether that happened in the third year or in the final year, at some point people, all of us had to go through that cycle about, you know, are you applying for a job? Are you looking for something to do in India? Are you um, applying to go into a master's program, typically, you know, abroad? Uh, some people had this aspiration to apply for IIMs and all that. So, you know, that was something that started capturing our attention and certainly mine, starting in the third year. And frankly, I'll tell you, I mean, there was complete confusion because one, there was very little information available about what these options were. So you kind of drifted off towards a very limited set of options. Um, and the second is that, um, you know, at least I felt that there were far too many parameters that I had to take into account, or at least it felt that way in making such a momentous choice. So that was definitely my experience. But uh, I mean, the innocence of the first and second years starts to give way in the third and fourth years as you start to focus on what ha what happens after IIT. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because you are constrained by either either the pack, right? You kind of look around and see what everybody's doing and you may gravitate to something saying, yeah, I want to do the same thing. Uh, the lack of information was definitely, you know, unless you you knew about other options, you kind of went with, with the flow, right? To some extent, my options were, I mean, there was a strong, uh, uh, Kharagpur was known to have a very strong placement office. So all the companies coming in, offering jobs, they had a very good system for uh, interviewing students. And I think the rate of placement was very, very high in Kharagpur. So 
if you wanted a job, you'd usually find a job. You may not find the exact job you were looking for, but you'd get a job, right? And so we all went through that. Even though some of us were applying for graduate school, there was no guarantees that we would get scholarships. So we went to the placement office too, and, and uh, all of us, I'm, I'm sure you did too, I secured a job, uh, which I never ended up showing up for because in the end I did get my scholarship. But those were sort of the themes. I, I was applying for grad school, and then I was looking for these jobs. But I didn't really think beyond that outside the box uh, on what else was potentially possible. The other really interesting phenomenon, for me at least, was, I think uh, we talked about this in some other episode where when I came in, there was this option in IIT when you came in to change your department if you got a high GPA at the end of the first year, right? So if you were in a certain department and you felt like you wanted to study something else, but you know your rank had not allowed you to get that department when you applied, uh, study hard and then you'll kind of you know, use your GPA to choose the department of choice. So a lot of kids in our batch, and I'm sure in every batch, came in with that dream that, okay, I'm going to, you know, if, especially, unless you were in computer science, you kind of had somewhere upwards you were looking at. And after the first midterm, when all of us got our really bad grades because the professors were good at beating us up, we are like, okay, that's not happening. So now we can really relax. And for a while, I went into this mode of, I was decently, you know, I was working hard, hard enough, but I was also really taking in life on the campus and, uh, you know, for the first time being away from home, as I said, enjoying things and kind of maybe not working as hard I, as I should have been working. And then I had a mental switch around third year, beginning of third year, where I said, oh, man, I got two more years to go. Uh, and I got to really position myself for success. And that's when I really and I think this course has also got really interesting when they got applied. But that's when I really started applying myself and really started to think about where I would where I'd be heading. But it was an interesting phenomenon to look around and see that a bunch of kids in our batch, a bunch of people were still in that mode of, oh, I'm just going to you know, have fun and we'll figure things out. And it, it, it was a very interesting, everybody kind of went at their pace to figure out where they were going. And for me, that discrete sort of transition happened around beginning of third year. So for me, that actually, so, so I was a little bit of stole my thunder. So I came in thinking mining that, you know, I would be able to change mining. Midterms were like a big shock and but then it didn't hit me that I'm in mining until I actually started touring or took the training, right? So in the second year, end of second year, we did a tour. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is going to be my life. Okay, even then it was like, uh, you know, uh, it could be different. And uh, and uh, we went into the training at the end of second year and I looked at actual mining life. That's when I kind of decided, hey, you know, I am stuck with this. But I am going to do something different. That's not going to be this life. That's not going to be my life in in uh, in long run. And what future do I need to select? And as I went along third year and fourth year, I decided the job in a mine was not going to be me. So for me, that kind of hit pretty hard at the end of second year. In my case, uh, uh... So my branch was manufacturing in the mechanical department. And uh, in, in my thinking, that was uh, the thing I was quite enthusiastic with because in every place that I was, uh, you know, in all the other opportunities that I was trying for other than IIT, I was looking for a place in the mechanical department. And I was trying to make that work in the longer term. So... All the stuff that I was uh, doing in Kharagpur was in one way or the other geared towards trying to make uh, manufacturing and uh, the related uh, 
uh, things part of my long-term career and somehow that uh, uh, stayed with me throughout the four years that I was there and uh, it has uh, stayed with me till now also so I work in the supply chain space but uh, that has a strong element of manufacturing that uh, started off from there so somehow that thread remained in my life I, I think Vishwas you know that question um, you know I would suggest we should have a whole episode on what did we learn and how applicable has it been in the life afterwards you know I studied agricultural engineering um, you know what do I do today that has anything to do with agriculture nothing uh, apart from gardening a little bit but the core skills that we learned I think are very applicable and have always been very useful to me I mean I think we could spend you know a lot of time talking about that too and 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 and, and absolutely I agree but i think i think vijay's point was the reckoning right the, the the awakening that happened more than how are we using those skills and to me that reckoning happened in like end of second year and as i was mentioning earlier that what am i going to do and 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 part of what uh, driving was my wingmates right what are my wingmates planning to do and none of them were interested in going out to us for higher education there was some interest but not like a very keen interest i think among my wingmates only supratim saha did phd and couple might have done masters in the us or outside the india uh, like rajan went to tokyo and is now professor in hyderabad so there was not much keen interest to pursue higher studies uh, everybody was kind of like hey this is it this is our four years in a job Whereas I was more into like, hey, since I'm not keen to do a job, I'm going to pursue graduate studies. And I, I even gave GATE. And if I had not come to U.S., I would have probably stayed in Kharagpur to do master's. So that that was my path that had been decided, uh, kind of influenced by uh, the people around us. So in my case, uh, you know, the, the moment that uh, Vijay was talking about... Uh, it could it could be seen in two ways one is that it never came because i it was from there in the beginning that i am going to be in this field so there was no pivot into uh, that uh, thinking that oh okay uh, uh, you know time out uh, what am i going to do what am i doing and what am i going to be doing in a few years from now when i am done with iit because that was always going to be that i'm going to continue in the manufacturing space in terms of a job that i take outside uh, uh yeah sorry beyond kharagpur at kharagpur and and that is what uh, was sort of there from the beginning so the other options were were not there for me at least in my mind All right, I think uh, I think I think Neeraj, my suggestion is yeah. let's pick up on this topic at some other time. You know, this yeah, whole yeah. question of what did we learn, yeah. how did we make career choices, and how is that all worked out? I think that's a good segue for our next episode, and uh, I, I don't want to get into this one now because it's pretty interesting, and we want to talk about it. So with that, uh, I'm going to finally wrap up episode number thirty-five and look forward to number thirty-six. Uh, maybe continue on the same topic. So thank you everybody thank you for showing up on an early sunday morning <laughs>